This is WCM's Park Update, a weekly show covering the outdoor hospitality industry hosted by Ben Quiggle and Mike Gast. During each episode, you'll hear from special guests and campground experts on topics that will help your park flourish. WCM's Park Update is a production of Woodall's Campground Magazine. Hi, I'm Ben Quiggle, editor of Woodall's Campground Magazine, and welcome to another edition of WCM's Park Update. Of course, my esteemed colleague, Mike Gast is here, former Vice President of Communications for Campgrounds of America. And our show today is sponsored by Book Outdoors. Um, thank, thank you, Book Outdoors, for sponsoring the show. Our guest is uh, somebody who a lot of people probably recognize if they've gone to conferences, um, Tim Rout from Access Parks. And uh, he's, a, he's the founder of Access Parks, which does Wi-Fi. Um, broadband systems. I guess, Tim, you could probably explain a little bit better about what you do for RV parks and campgrounds. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Ben. Uh, and thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah. So, you know, for over 17 years, our team has specialized in bringing broadband out to remote rural locations uh, where it yeah. didn't uh, previously exist and uh, always fiber connected and uh, guaranteeing minimum speeds and so on. Uh, so that's uh, that's what we do. Yeah, and I think, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on the show is because, well, you guys had some exciting news um, last week, or yeah, I think it was last week, um, where you guys announced you had raised private equity um, through with MC Partners, and you're kind of transitioning, I guess. Um, you get, you have a new CEO, Alan Rosenberg, coming on, and then you're still going to be part of the, the management team working along with Alan. But that's, I mean, that's pretty exciting, I guess, as you guys grow. It is exciting. Uh, the entire team is uh, super excited. It's been uh, it's been a fun four weeks uh, post funding, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, it, we uh, we were growing so fast over the last six years, you know, doubling the company size every year, basically, and installing thousands of pads every month. And, uh, you know, we just had so many parks in the backlog and and uh, and so much demand out there and so much more we wanted to do on the technology side and R&D and supporting the customers and so on that. Uh, uh, we decided to take on a very large funding from uh, from MC Partners. Uh, they've got an extensive experience in the telecom industry. They work with a lot of other companies that are uh, similarly focused. Um, and so it's been really exciting to uh, to have all the resources at our disposal and uh, bring in uh, an experienced uh, uh, CEO in Alan Rosenberg. Uh, he comes from a, you know, decades of, of telecom and the big telcos, the tier one telcos, you know, sort of the AT&Ts and wind streams of the world. Um, and so that allows me to focus exclusively on, uh, on what I enjoy most, which is uh, bringing solutions out to the market and working with customers uh, to solve their problems on the connectivity side. So, Tim, what, uh, what's your staffing level look like and how much has it grown and where is it going to go now with this new funding? Yeah, good, good question, Mike. I mean, we uh, uh, we never had any trouble att attracting talent. Uh, people love our mission. They love what we do. And so we were very lucky in terms of being able to hire uh, great people. Uh, but, you know, what this is really going to allow us to do is hire in advance of revenue. Uh, so really no longer growing as organically as we were. Uh, we'll really be able to hit the ground running with a lot of uh, a lot of very senior folks coming in at, uh, at executive and mid-level level, mid-levels and uh, a lot of really amazing engineers that we've got in the hopper that uh, that we're excited to bring on as well. And so just really, uh, you know, scaling up the team in the next six months really dramatically across the country. Um, so we've got open requisitions for for positions across the board. 
so you know by the uh, by the end of the uh, end of the year we should be uh, double or triple where we are today so we've all been around long enough to remember the days when uh when good wi-fi meant uh, scratch off cards and by the hour and by the drink and and uh a lot of other technologies picking away at it uh is is it is it become a standard amenity now it's just an expectation of the campers on the on the parks and it just has to be good or it's a huge negative well you're you're exactly right mike and and you know things the whole demographics of the industry really changed in the last six years uh it was already happening before covid but covid really sort of accelerated this process but uh, you know, when we really focused exclusively on outdoor hospitality starting about six years ago, uh, you know, RV parks, national parks, state parks, uh, mobile home communities, uh, you know, in an RV park, it was, it was, you know, in some cases sufficient to be able to load a web page or check your email. Um, and, you know, what happened over the last six years is that the expectations of the customer in this space have, have, have grown exponentially. They now expect the, the same or better performance as what they get at home or at work. Um, you know, and so, you know, the state of the industry when we, when we started many, many years ago, um, you know, was, was really quite poor. Uh, nobody was really taking Wi-Fi seriously. It was sort of an amenity, uh, an add-on. Uh, you know, if you had it, it was a bonus. If you, if you didn't, you know, nobody cared. You know, pe hey, people are just here to disconnect anyway, right? Uh, and so we saw a lot of that and we heard a lot of that. And, you know, we kind of we kind of saw where the industry was going many years ago and said, this is not going to last. You know, people are genuinely, genuinely unhappy. Uh, they're becoming yeah. increasingly so. And, you know, when I was traveling the country with my wife and our Airstream uh, before we had kids, by the way, uh, for, for long periods of time, we couldn't we couldn't stay in any of these parks. I couldn't work. We couldn't get we couldn't even get email. We couldn't get video. Uh, you couldn't do voice calling. You couldn't you certainly couldn't work remotely from your from your rig. Um, and so that was really the genesis of Access Parks uh, was, you know, and that's in the name, Access. We wanted to be able to provide access to people to the outdoors. And to do that, they need to be able to stay connected. Um, and so, you know, over the last several years, you know, timing is everything. And we were perfectly positioned with our product and our service, uh, delivering really high speeds over fiber and wireless Wi-Fi and so on and 5G. Um, and then uh, during COVID, it just it just accelerated exponentially, and now people were working from their rig, and their kids were doing distance learning, um, and all of those uh, providers, you know, previously who had gotten by with sort of dial-up speeds and, and a DSL modem in the lobby kind of thing, uh, you know, a lot of parks really got caught, caught flat-footed, um, and so we were there to sort of solve that problem for them, and and the rest is history. We started working with all the big outdoor. Uh, hospitality operators out there and, and solving that problem across the country for their entire portfolio uh, and providing predictable quality. And that was what was missing in the, in the market. And it's a, uh, it's what the guests demanded. And so we were just there to solve that. Are there still places you just can't get to still can't go? <laughs> Absolutely not, Mike. That's uh that's our claim to fame is that we're able to serve any park in the country with fiber speeds within about 90 to 120 days. Uh, we'll wow. make it work for any, any park. Wow. Um, I get. I guess you know when when we look at the market right now, we're seeing a lot of investment, a lot of new develop developments coming in. Are the new developments, you know, are the new developments recognizing the Wi-Fi, and are they looking for top-notch Wi-Fi right out right out of the gate? I guess. Yeah, that's that's a great point, Ben. Is that uh, you know sometimes we struggle, uh, you know, trying to convince uh, sort of a smaller mom and pop RV park, uh, you know, of, of the need for Wi-Fi. You know, they, they view it as an expense, not as a return on investment. 
And it's our job to try to convince them otherwise, that this is a massive return on investment. It's a profit. It's a profit center for the park, uh, the same as any other profit center, et cetera. But, you know, you're right. When we when we work with many of the large developers out there, of which there seem to be many you know, more every day, uh, you know, building these these large parks and, and expanding you know, their reach across the country, um, we're their first call. You know, they're coming to us saying, we know that broadband is the fourth utility. It's as as important or more important as uh, water, sewer and electric. Let's start talking to access parks early, uh, you know, before we, you know, as soon as we've got architectural drawings for the park and start planning out a proper broadband Wi-Fi system. Uh, and so it's been really gratifying to see that development in the industry is the, uh, the sophisticated developers are, are viewing broadband as uh, as critical to what they do from day one rather than just an afterthought. Uh, where they call us, you know, after the park is already done and the trenches are closed up and, and they say, oh, by the way, you know, can you put Wi-Fi in this park? Um, you know, it makes it more difficult. But uh, we've been getting involved in the in the process very, very early with a lot of the big operators and a lot of the big developers. What, you know, without going too technical, because I, I, I'm not a tech nerd, so I don't know a lot of the terminology, but without going too technical, you know, what's involved in putting a system into a park? Um, you know, what do you guys do um, that maybe separates you from maybe other providers? Or, you know, what should go into a really good solid system at a park? Yeah. So, Ben, you know, I, I guess in one phrase, it would be, you know, a Swiss Army knife approach. Um, you know, they're unlike many other environments for connectivity and for Internet service for ISPs, you know, for MDUs, for example, apartment complexes, hotels very easy environments, right? Very predictable. Uh, RV parks are, are probably the most challenging wireless environment that anybody will try to solve for. Um, and you have to have the best R wireless engineers, the RF engineers in the business uh, to be able to design for that because you have unique terrain for every park. You have uh, unique trees, even the types of trees are unique and they all you know block signal in different ways. You've got people inside an RV, a big metal box, which in our business is considered a Faraday cage. It blocks all the wireless signals. Um, and, and being able to, to deliver a guaranteed minimum Wi-Fi speed inside those boxes uh, just requires a, 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 a real breadth of, of technologies and a lot of lessons learned. You know, we, we had a lot of technologies in the beginning that just didn't work. Um, and it took years to perfect a lot of that. Uh, but we always want to stay on the cutting edge. We're always looking at the latest and greatest 5G systems that are coming out, the latest uh, you know technologies on wireless, uh, licensed spectrum, unlicensed spectrum. Uh, but there's no one silver bullet, and and I think that's been our claim to fame for 17 years. Even when we were you know back in the day when we were doing all the U.S. military bases, all the big national parks, um, you've really got to have every technology at your disposal, and you've got to be on the cutting edge of all of that. Um, and, and that's how you drive costs down uh, and therefore prices for the consumer, for the, for the park owner, uh, drive performance up and, and drive revenue for the park, uh, drive those speeds up further and further, drive the costs down. It's a constant process. Every month we're evaluating new systems, new processes, new technologies. Um, you know, so, you know, a lot of the folks out there in the past, you know, they had sort of one, they were uh, sort of one hit wonders. They maybe had one technology out there. It was all fiber, let's say, or it was all wireless. Uh, there really is no answer for, for every park. They're, they're all sort of unique, unique uh, snowflakes, uh, if you will. They all, they all require some significant customization and therefore the best engineers yeah. in the business and, and really enterprise-grade systems. You know, that was the other thing that we saw when we entered the market. Lots of small business-grade equipment out there, lots of cheap systems that just didn't perform. Um, and, uh, and we just didn't believe in that. You know, we, we wanted to see an enterprise grade system out there that really performed. And, uh, yeah, yet, and yet you, uh, 
you know, with all those challenges, you're pretty much guaranteeing on your website that bookings will increase 10 to 20%. Obviously, you've got a track record that, that will stand behind that. Yeah, we've got the data that shows that uh, anywhere from 10 to 20% increase in bookings. And, and really, this was the vision of the company, Mike, when we started it, when I started it, was, you know, there was no transparency in the industry. You know, if you were booking at an RV park, you had no idea whether you were going to be able to load a web page or not. Um, and you, you, had to, you had to try. <laughs> you had to show up. You had to open up your laptop or your, or your smart TV and, and see how it worked. And it didn't work. Uh, in most cases, 90 plus percent of the parks, it just didn't work, especially in the peak evening hours, you know, eight, you know, six to 10 p.m. And and what do you do then? You've got to pick up everything and move to another park. And so, you know, that's one that was the vision of Access Parks was providing that guarantee, almost like the Starbucks of Wi-Fi. You know, if you if, if you see our logo at a park, you'll you'll know you're going to get that guaranteed minimum uh, minimum speed over the Wi-Fi for every every wireless device. Um, yep. And we used to it used to be 25 megabit per second download, which is the FCC definition of broadband. But we recently doubled that to 50 down. Um, and most parks, most folks are getting more like 100, 150 meg per second download speeds on our on our Wi-Fi if you've got a later generation device. So having that transparency and that predictability to me personally was very important because when I travel around, if I'm going to try to work from the road, I've got to have that guarantee. I've got to see the graphs. I want to I want to go to your website of the RV park and see the graphs. And see that last night at eight or nine p.m. you were still delivering fifty, a hundred, hundred and fifty megabit per second speed. And and then yeah. I know I can zoom with you know zoom with work. I can do teleconferencing. I can do I can use Dropbox um, in the evenings. You know during the day I'm out exploring, but in the evenings I've got to catch up. Um, and that was one of the big uh, mis, you know misconceptions in the industry that people want to go disconnect. They do want to disconnect, but only for about twenty two hours out of the day. Uh, if they can connect in the evening for a couple of hours and get caught up with work and, and their kids can do some video on, on Netflix uh, while they go outside and have a, have a glass of wine or a beer, uh, that's absolutely critical. It's those two or three hours in the evening where people really need that performance on the, on the Wi-Fi. Uh, and that's what we designed for is that peak, that peak time. So are yeah. you guys the ones that are out there actually digging the trenches and laying the, laying the fiber optic? Yeah, we do everything uh, soup to nuts, Mike. So, uh, you know, end to end managed services. So, you know, that, and that's and that's the key really in this industry is a lot of folks have tried to piece this together. Uh, you know, they, they go to somebody, they go to the local ISP for the, you know, for the internet connection. Then they mm -hmm. go to some other local, local guy who knows something about Best Buy routers and, uh, and so on. And they're piecing it all together. And what that ended up, uh, you know, what ended up happening in the industry was that there was so much finger pointing. And the park owner, the poor park owner, had no idea why the system didn't work. Uh, you know, the ISP is pointing to to the wireless system. The the Wi-Fi guy is pointing to the ISP. Uh, you know, the big strategy with Access Parks was to be an end-to-end -end managed service provider, so that we have total control over the system. We we manage the fiber connection, the construction of that fiber to every park, uh, or microwave to the park from a fiber connection if necessary. Um, you know, the the Wi-Fi connections in the park, the the twenty-four hour customer support. Uh, the 24, you know, the, the truck rolls anywhere in the country for maintenance when something breaks. There's one call. You know, if the park owner has an issue or the cust or the guest has an issue, there's one call and you know, one throat to choke, so to speak. Yeah, um, I uh, we'll, we'll we'll take a break on that. One throat to choke. I've never heard that saying, but that's an interesting. Or, or one, one hand to shake. One hand to shake, okay. as our sales managers <laughs> like to say. One hand. Uh, we'll take a break. Recognize our sponsor, Book Outdoors, and we'll be back in a minute with more with Tim Rupp. 
Today's show is sponsored by Book Outdoors. If you want increased visibility and higher occupancy, your campground needs to be listed where today's guests are searching and booking. Book Outdoors is the most sought-after destination for booking outdoor accommodations. Listing your property on Book Outdoors is free and easy, and Book Outdoors seamlessly integrates with several popular reservation systems. Register now and get a $25 gift card when your listing is published, plus another $100 to celebrate your first booking. Visit partners.bookoutdoors.com for more information and to get started. Hi, welcome back to WCS Park Update, and we are talking with Tim Rout from Access Parks. And Tim, I know I've heard you uh, talk quite a bit at uh, various conferences um, about, you know, the challenging elements you guys can work in. Um, I know when I talk to a lot of park owners, they're like, oh, we're too far out. We've tried a bunch of different options. But you've you've uh, explained to me a little bit about how you can manage to get signals even in the mountainous areas. I guess that's pretty amazing from my perspective. I guess you know how do you how do you manage to do that without laying a bunch of wire? I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a, a question we get quite often. Then um, you know, I guess the best example would be the national parks. Uh, you know, it's very yeah. gratifying to go solve the connectivity issues for the biggest national parks out there, like Great Canyon and Yellowstone and Death Valley and Glacier National Park. Uh, some of my favorite places, by the way, but where you couldn't even load a web page uh, on cellular or Wi-Fi in those locations mm -hmm. before we came along. Um, and, you know, what we do in those parks is we're serving the we're serving millions of visitors to those locations, those lodges and campgrounds and so on uh, from fiber connections that are in some cases 60 or 80 or, or 90 miles away outside the park. Um, and so that that's really another another quiver in our in our uh, uh, arsenal, I guess you would say. Uh, is the ability to find the fiber circuits wherever they are and be able to build a, a fixed wireless microwave shot out to any small park in the country with and, and large ones like national parks, of course. But, uh, you know, the, the key here is being able to do that for a small park and being able to do it economically. You know, there are plenty of folks out there who know about microwave, but they're going to charge an arm and a leg. Uh, but being able to find solutions for, a, let's say, a 100 pad park in the middle of, you know, the prairie of Indiana where the nearest fiber is, is 60 or 70 miles away. Uh, and to be able to do that economically and only add a few hundred dollars a month to the bill, uh, that has been you know, some, uh, another one of our, our sort of uh, secret sauces, if you will, is the ability to serve that fiber speed to, uh, to a park, uh, even when there's really no fiber uh, nearby. Uh, typically fiber has to be within a few miles of a park to really to make it economical to construct it out. Uh, uh, so, you know, in, in a certain uh, fraction of our cases, we do use microwave, uh, to bring that gigabit speed to the, uh, to the park. So yeah. Tim, you advertise 30 to 90 days, uh, for an install, is that going to be shortened up now with the new funding? And is, uh, is it too late for somebody that wants to get going this spring, uh, and be active to sign up? Yeah, no, it's never uh, never too late. We can we can always uh, work something out. But uh, you know, the, the fiber construction is something that we don't have a lot of control over. You know, we work with all the big fiber providers out there, the, the big telcos like Luma and AT and T, Verizon, and so on. So they're the ones who are actually constructing that fiber to the park. Uh, if we're not doing a microwave shot. Uh, but that process for them does involve permitting and all the regular stuff with construction. It can take anywhere from sixty to one hundred and twenty days. Um, and so that's typically what we try to set expectations at from the very beginning. So uh, it's one reason we've been very, very busy this, you know, uh, this month in January, because this is sort of getting to the last stage where you can still order circuits 
uh, and get them installed before the summer season. Um, if it does end up taking the, the ISP four months to install it and you've got to be launched by May, you know, do the math. <laughs> mm. uh, so, so this is typically one of our busier times of the year uh, because everybody's trying to get those fiber circuits ordered. Our, our portion is very minimal, right? We're, we're on site for a few weeks, maybe at most, uh, installing the, the, uh, the equipment once the fiber circuit is live and we can do testing on it. Um, so that, you know, the, the bottleneck really isn't to access parks. Uh, but to your point, Mike, now that we've got funding and we're hiring like crazy, we will have uh, teams nationwide. We already have regional contractors nationwide, but we'll have our own people uh, in the densest areas of the country. So, you know, Florida, Texas, many other areas will have full-time employees doing construction and support and so on. Uh, so yes, that the funding will help in, in the sense of uh, of implementing the product, uh, you know, once the fiber is in. But we will always have that that uh, bottleneck with the uh, the fiber ISPs. So I'm old enough to know to remember that uh, the days when part of my job was convincing own, uh, campground owners to put a PC on their front desk. So it's it, it's always been a struggle. You you find now that the uh, the people you deal with are are pretty up on the on what's going to be required of them on the on the front desk and and just to operate the, your system locally. Yeah, so you know the the main thing about our our service is that we're handling everything from end to end, including the the guest support. And so one of the biggest uh, you know challenges we have in many cases is trying to convince the front desk to refer all those guests to us. So we provide all the marketing materials, the front desk cards. You know, if you have an issue with your Roku device at two in the morning, you know, call this 888 number to access parks and they'll help you within a minute or so uh, or send an email and create a ticket. Um, you know, trying to convince the front desk staff to to take a hands a more hands off approach sometimes is our biggest challenge. A lot of the time mm -hmm. they, they try to engage with the guests. They try to answer their questions uh, on the technical side. And, and, you know, obviously we require the, uh, direct interaction with the guests to be able to solve any, any connection issues they might be having. So, um, no, I mean, the, the front desk in, in an ideal scenario is completely out of the picture. Uh, if somebody comes to them with a Wi-Fi issue, we, you know, they should be just handing that guest our card and saying, here, call access parks and they'll solve that for you. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess what's the future hold for Wi-Fi? I guess what you know what's coming down the pipeline that owners might need to be thinking about you know five ten years down the road I guess yeah so you know Wi-Fi is not going away uh, I think that's the first thing to 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 really emphasize you know I've I've been in this industry long enough to have seen three G and four G and now five G and and now you know six G is going to be coming out eventually um, you know Wi-Fi will always have ten times the capacity of cellular um, and and we do hear you know quite often from some park owners, well, you know, uh, 5G is going to solve the problem. Well, I heard that about 4G. We heard that about 3G. There just isn't enough uh, licensed spectrum in this country to keep up with the demand for bandwidth. Um, so I think the most important thing to really say on this is that Wi-Fi will always be here. Um, and, it, and every generation of Wi-Fi will always be about 10 times faster and have more capacity, 10 times the capacity of cellular. Cellular is really more of a, a mobility uh, technology, so it's great for when you're in the, in the car and you're out, out roaming around. Uh, but 80% of the data traffic in this country travels over Wi-Fi. Uh, and it's at home and at work where people are using that Wi-Fi signal. So, you know, the, the cellular spectrum is just never going to catch up to, to where people's demand is, uh, especially in RV parks, which is basically a, a residential environment. People are watching tons of 4K and 8K video. Um, and that does require 25 to 50 megabit per second of, of speed. 
Um, and it requires unlimited uh, data, no data caps. You know, that's why the cellular companies have data caps, because they don't have enough spectrum to be able to manage all of this. They're trying to actually dissuade people from using the system. <laughs> we encourage people to use our system. The cellular companies are trying to find ways to dissuade people from using data um, because they just don't have the capacity to uh, to do it. So uh, yeah. Wi-Fi is not going anywhere. Uh, we're installing Wi-Fi 6 today. Uh, you know, there could be... Uh, uh, Wi-Fi 7 in the next five years or so. It'll take a while for everybody's client devices to start catching up and start supporting that standard. Um, and we do refreshes of the of the Wi-Fi radios every once in a while just to make sure we're keeping up with the standards. But uh, but yeah, Wi-Fi is here to stay. Yeah, I get. Um, I guess you know, and when we had a conversation a few weeks ago, you had mentioned um, one of your dreams too is to kind of start. Uh, I guess, uh, a membership of some kind. Um, I don't know how much you want to say about that, but I know you guys were working on something like that for like traveling RVers. Well, yeah, good point, Ben. Uh, to my to my point I made a, a moment ago, the cellular carriers are very excited about what we're doing. Uh, we're bringing yeah. really high-speed connectivity, fiber-fed connectivity out to the most rem remote locations in the country where they don't have any big towers. They don't have any, any fiber-fed systems, fiber-fed towers. Um, and, and, you know, they've been working with us over the last several years, roaming their customers onto our Wi-Fi. So when somebody comes into our Wi-Fi network automatically and seamlessly, they just roam onto the Wi-Fi where they're not using the cellular tower anymore. Um, and that's what the cellular companies want. They don't want you on their big macro tower, uh, watching Netflix. They want you on our Wi-Fi system. Uh, so we've been working really hand in glove with, with, uh, the big, the big cell carriers out there, like, uh, uh, you know, AT&T and, and uh, Verizon and, and Comcast and so on uh, to roam people onto our Wi-Fi system whenever they're in range. Um, you know, so as part of that initiative, you know, later this year, we're expecting to roll out a nationwide uh, connectivity plan. So, you know, for something like 35 or $40 a month, you'll be able to sign up for uh, nationwide connectivity in RV parks. Uh, and if you're inside one of our parks, you'll get unlimited data and very high speeds on the Wi-Fi. If you're not in one of our parks, You'll be able to use a cellular carrier, uh, uh, their network uh, in, in those locations, um, and it'll sort of roam seamlessly. Uh, so you'll have one service that will cover you across uh, all, all locations, all RV parks uh, around the country. So we're pretty excited about rolling that out with some of the big, uh, big cellular carriers. So yeah. do you have a yeah. ballpark cost for, uh, for your typical campground? I know that what's a typical campground, but uh, what's it, what's it going to cost in order to get started here? Well, uh, Mike, I can tell you it's probably more than many of our competitors. <laughs> uh, but the uh, but the the important thing about what we do is we, we create a sustainable business. You know, everything that goes into providing twenty four hour support and truck rolls and the best equipment uh, that comes at a cost, and and we try to keep that cost as low as possible. We don't mark up any of the installation of our systems, for example, just for that reason. Um, you know, but, uh, but it is typically going to be more than what many of the parks are paying for, you know, uh, less service, uh, you know, sort of substandard service. Uh, you can go cheap if you want in this industry all day long, uh, if you want a system that doesn't really work in the evening. Um, uh, but, uh, but our system does work and we guarantee it with the speeds. Uh, but to answer your question more specifically, you know, I'll just answer it this way. Uh, you know, all in with no upfront cash from the customer. Uh, for the installation or or, or anything, uh, you you would typically have to raise your nightly rate by about a buck fifty. Wow, to cover our service, um, and so you know it's 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 not a big ask, and especially if you're marketing it properly to the guests, and we help with that. We have a whole marketing team that 
helps you market the broadband uh, as a profit center and, and uh, get people excited about it and convince them to book at your park versus another park. Uh, but that was another key is, is the sort of broadband as a service where we roll everything into a very predictable, transparent price so that the park owner can determine exactly what their rate increase would have to be every night to be able to cover this type of a service. Well, if they've got a history uh, working with the scratch-off cards, that, that doesn't sound like too, too bad a deal. <laughs> right, right. And, uh, and parks are full. So there's, you know, if, and, and people say, well, my park is full. Why, uh, why would I need broadband? Why do I need to upgrade any of this? Uh, and, and our answer to that is, well, if you're full, you're not charging enough, first of all. Um, and and if, you've got a if you've got a broadband system in there, uh, it gives you a lot more uh, leverage to be able to increase your nightly rates. So we have some folks who, uh, you know, even though $1.50 would cover the cost for our service, they're raising their rates by 4 or $5. Uh, now that they can brag about having that broadband system in the park and people happily pay mm -hmm. it. You know, they, they love it. Uh, the, the demand has been there for years. And that's what a lot of the folks missed in this industry. The demand for a reliable broadband Wi-Fi system uh, in the parks was there. Uh, people's expectations just got so low that they, never, they didn't even talk about it anymore. So uh, so we're meeting that demand. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. How would uh, people get in touch with you? I know you have your website at accessparks.com. It was, is that the best way for them to get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, people can send a, an email to sales at accessparks.com and that goes to our sales team. And uh, we can usually turn around a proposal for, uh, for any park uh, within a few days. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, um, I think that's about all the time, all the, all the time we have. So uh, thank you, Tim for coming on the show and I, I imagine I'll be seeing you or some of your other people around at different conferences, maybe this spring and definitely next fall. So. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll be, uh, we'll be out there in force. Uh, looking forward to seeing you out there, Ben and uh, Mike, yeah. hopefully you too. And thanks for all the great questions. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, thank Sam. you so much for coming on. Uh, thanks everyone for watching and uh, we will be back again next week. Thank you for listening to WCM's Park Update, a production of Woodall's Campground Magazine. Join us for a new show each Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern on Facebook, YouTube, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn for daily news and updates, and subscribe to our news feed on our website at woodallscm.com. Show hosts are Ben Quiggle and Mike Gast. Executive producers Rick Kessler and Alex Burkett. Copyright 2022, G&G Media Group.